0: Welcome to the latest episode of Women's Hockey Digest. I'm your host, Stephen Edwards, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Cassie Dunn from the Connecticut Whale and Kaylee Fratkin from the Boston Pride. First up is Cassie Dunn. Delighted to welcome to the podcast, Cassie Dunn from the Connecticut Whale. Cassie, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm doing very, very well. It's um, busy times as always in the NWHL, but uh, before we get to that, where did you grow up and when did you start playing hockey?
1: Um, So, I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I started uh, ice skating, actually, I started with figure skating when I was about two, Um, so kind of just learning, like, the edges and learning how to be on the skates, Um, and then I was figure skating for a while until third grade, and then after that, I made the transition to hockey.
0: You're a Flyers fan? Yes. Any particular favorite players?
1: Um, I'm gonna have to go with our our captain Drew and you know the players that we've had for a while. We have a lot of young guys this year, um, and that's definitely exciting to watch. But being in Connecticut, we don't always get the Flyers games, so it's hard to watch the guys and figure out who my my new favorite rookies are. But um, definitely some of our old guys, Drew and Simmons.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting times ahead for for the Flyers and obviously that will be interesting to see how it goes over the next couple of years. But moving back to yourself for a moment, you played at Penn State. What do you remember most about your time there both on and off the ice?
1: Yeah, um so I played club at Penn State. Um and it was a really good experience. You got um, you know, the the student life and that whole Penn State experience um coupled with hockey and you know, we had a we had a good team, and we had a great head coach. Um, we had a lot of fun, and um, you know, it was just a good experience to be um, on a sports team at such a big school, and you know, wear Penn State on your chest, and still have all of those opportunities, um, and then you know, play at the cool ice arena. It was such a cool facility, and you know, a nice place to play hockey at.
0: Was that your first choice coming out of high school? Was there other options as well?
1: Um, yeah, I had some options with Division three schools, um, but I kind of just felt as an individual, I wanted to go to a school that was bigger, um, and I was kind of stuck between hockey and field hockey and really figuring out what I wanted to do. Um, and living in Philadelphia, I mean, there's not really at the time at least it's grown a bit, but um, there's not really too much women's ice hockey around there. So getting recruited on that front and, you know, being seen at that higher level of play, there just wasn't as much opportunity. Um, So I think it was hard, you know, to get in contact with those coaches and to be seen. Um, So I had some interest from D3 schools. um, And then after taking some visits at schools, I kind of just felt like the atmosphere of a small school like that wasn't really the place for me. So, um you know I decided that you know Penn State was a good option it was a good school it was close to home and my parents who have always been involved in my hockey career could still come and see me play um and there was just a lot of you know options and um at Penn State so it was a good it was a good option coming out of high school yeah.
0: Last year you represented the USA at the 2017 Winter University ad how much did that mean to you?
1: Oh, that was amazing. Um, it was such an honor and such a great experience coming in freshman year of college. Um, it was something that, you know, we learned about and we were told about one of our goalies was going to play. Um, and then when I was a sophomore, they they had another game um, and we had one of our defensemen and our goalie go again. And kind of just seeing their experience, um, it set up something that, you know, you really wanted to be a part of and something from the club level that you could really strive to do. Um, and when I was a senior, I got in, they did They did it a little differently than they had done it in the past. So when I was a senior, I got invited to Prospect Camp. Um, and from there, we were at camp for about five days and we had practices and played against the Chicago Mission and Lindenwood. Um, and then they had made their final roster from there. And then we had about three weeks, and so we went to Kazakhstan, Um, and it was just just such a crazy, amazing experience that I wish, you know, everyone could have playing on the stage like that and, you know, against some competitors who are going to be in the Winter Olympics this year. It was just so fun and such a fast pace, and we had a really good group of girls and an awesome group of coaches, and yeah, I loved it.
0: Outside of hockey, what else did you get up to while she was out there? Did you have a chance to watch like the other sports or any sort of minor traveling?
1: Um, we didn't do much traveling, but we went to, um, the speed skating, uh, competition, which was, um, it's actually the, the rink is the highest rank in the world, um, altitude wise. Mm. So that was really cool. Um, and I had never seen speed skating in person, so it was a lot of fun, um, we got to go to a mall one time <laughs> and, you know, it just it's funny. You see some of the same things that you see at home and obviously a lot of different things. And, um, you know, we would wear our Team USA stuff around and the people of Kazakhstan, um, they're so sweet. And, you know, they just wanted to talk and have photos and, you know, shake your hand. And it was just a really cool experience and a nice place to be.
0: Did you think you'd be able to continue to play hockey after Penn State?
1: Um, I, you know, knew about the league a little bit just from, um, Paige Harrington, who we had played against when she went to UMass. Um, and so it was something that I had known about, but I wasn't really sure, um, if it was something that I would do. And actually after I went to the world university games is when I decided that it was something that I wanted to pursue. Um, I had told Shelly Looney, you know, being here and having this experience, and even the fast paced you know, games we played against the Mission and Lindenwood, it made me fall in love with hockey again, and you know, remember why I love being out on the ice. And um, so, after I had that experience at Kazakhstan, you know, coupled with all of that, it kind of just needed a little bit more obvious to me. And so, I had a meeting with my coach at Penn State and deciding, you know, what did I need to do um, to get seen or. You know, enter the draft to be able to make it to prospect camp, um, and so you know I had some help along the way with um, coaches, you know, trying to help me get into prospect camp or get onto um, uh, get into the draft, and you know, just making sure that I was doing everything that I needed to be doing on the ice or in the weight room or things like that. So,
0: from what I've read, you made quite the impression, and the, obviously the Whale signed you
1: yeah I'm not sure I don't. Um, I when Ryan had called me, he um, said that he had notes from someone who went to the prospect camp. He wasn't there himself, um, but they had taken notes on some of us who were there and um, so I guess I must have impressed someone, but I'm not sure who that someone is up to this point, so: <laughs> um,
0: do you have any pre-game rituals?
1: Um, I think it's really dependent on, you know, what time the game is, um, you know, and how much, if we're at home or if we're on the road, um, uh, generally I like to wake up, um, you know, in the morning and don't sleep in too late, um, wake up in the morning and like to go uh, to the gym and get on a bike and foam roll, um, and kind of just have a lot of opportunity to stretch out and um, get the legs moving and feel good. Um, you know, and hopefully most of those times it's with teammates. And so we Mm -hmm. can talk about the game, talk about the competition, pump each other up, you know, just have fun really starting in the morning all the way leading up to the game. Um, and then, you know, just from there, eating right and, you know, eating, um, all the right things leading up to the game and definitely grabbing a coffee. Always need that. Um, And then I'd say kind of just when we get to the rink, you know, trying to just take it all in and prepare mentally um, whether that's, you know, writing things, something down in a notebook, like goals for that game and what you want to achieve personally um, and what you want to contribute when you're on the ice um, or, you know, going seeing the trainer and, you know, getting something stretched out or, um, but yeah, it kind of just depends on, you know, how much time we have before the game and where the game is at and,
0: as you've mentioned personal goals there for a moment. Have you set yourself any personal goals for the season as a whole?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, um, a different place to be in this season um, coming into the team. Um, you know, I'm used to playing every single game at Penn State and being in the starting lineup. Um, and this year I've had some time off of... Um, the lineup and, you know, being able to watch my team and, you know, take notes on every single game and think, you know, what are things that I see on the ice that we as a whole need to do differently or what's something that, you know, I can look at and say, I I definitely make a play like that on the ice. And this is something that I need to focus on in practice. Um, So I think at this point, you know, a goal that I have for myself is really just to keep my confidence level um, and be able to, Feel confident as myself as a player and what I came here to do, and and you know just remind myself of those things, um, get myself back in the lineup, and to feel good about it. And I think that just starts at practice every single week, and you know being able to feel confident and step on the ice, and maybe not worry about what the lineup is that week, but worry about what I have in front of me right at that time. Um, and those can be little things like making the right play, making the good pass. Um, getting a good shot on net not just dumping it or not just you know getting a shot off to get a shot off but i think it differs week per week um but right now where i'm at i think you know keep my confidence up and be able to get back in the lineup and when i get back in the lineup hold my spot there
0: let's finish up with some non-hockey related questions so what keeps you busy away from the ice when you're not playing hockey or practicing
1: yeah um so at Penn State, I was a public relations major, um, and after my junior year, I had an internship at Comcast. Um, I'm from Philadelphia, so it was in the headquarters in Philadelphia. Um, and then after I graduated, I had an opportunity to join Comcast again. Um, so I work in the internal communications department for technology and product and, um, I started that position when I graduated and then I got signed to the team. So, um, I'm doing the same thing that I was doing in Philadelphia, just remotely in Connecticut. Um, so that takes up, you know, a lot of my time, obviously it's my nine to five job. <laughs> and then I think, you know, outside of that, we, um, as a team, we, you know, we hang out, we go to the gym together, we, um, eat dinner together a lot, cook meals, Um, but I think mostly like, you know, all of our time is taken up with what our day job is and then what our night
0: job is. This is it. That's enough to keep anyone busy. And finally, favorite movie, sports and non-sports?
1: Oh boy, this is a bad question for me. I'm not a movie guru. Um, I would say I definitely love, um, like war and action movies like Lone Survivor, um, um, those kind of, those are always my go to movies. Um, and then hockey, I would say, you know, kind of like your typical hockey movies, like um, Miracle.
0: Cassie, I'd like to thank you for joining me today. And I'd like to wish you and the team all the best for the rest of the season.
1: Thank you so much. It was great to talk to
0: you. Great stuff. And Cassie, now time for Kaylee Fratkin. Delighted to welcome to the podcast Kaylee Fratkin from the Boston Pride. Kaylee, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going?
2: Thanks for having me. I'm doing well, thank you.
0: Let's get to know you a little bit better. So where did you grow up and when did you first start playing hockey? Uh,
2: I grew up in Burnaby, British Columbia, um, just outside of uh, downtown Vancouver. Um, I started playing hockey at around four or five. Started skating at two and a half, um, three. So, um, yeah, I started at a really young age um, and was fortunate enough to to be able to uh, play hockey up until now.
0: This is it, and you've been around a variety of teams, which we'll uh, talk about as we get along on this podcast. But was there any players you enjoyed watching growing up? Were you a Canucks fan?
1: Um,
2: Actually, I was a uh, Detroit Red Wings fan, or I'm still a Detroit Red Wings fan to this day. Um, My mother grew up in Windsor, Ontario, so just over the... The, uh, Michigan, uh, or the Canada U.S. border, I'm really close to Michigan. So I grew up as a, um, Detroit sports fan. Um, and I, for me, the players that I watched growing up, uh, both of my brothers, uh, both played to a really high level. Um, so I watched them. They were, you know, my favorite players. And, um, and then I obviously watched a lot of the NHL growing up. Um, Pavel Datsy when he became a rookie in the NHL, um, that was kind of my player that, that I followed all the way up and, Um, even till now, now that he's moved to the KHL. So I was uh, very much heavily focused in in, uh, a lot of NHL. Uh, A lot of the European players were were mainly my favorites.
0: Excellent. Of course, Detroit has always been a hotbed for some really quality European players, especially Russian players. And it was a wonderful era of hockey for them in the 90s with a a lot of success. So I can understand from your point of view, watching that brand of (laughs) hockey was fun to watch.
2: Yeah, uh, players like Igor Larionov, Uh, was, was one of my favorites, uh, phenomenal passer, probably the best pa- passer in the game, I think. Um, in my opinion, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of the, uh, Russian players in, in the seventies and, uh, that era that obviously I was too, I wasn't even born yet, but, um, kind of growing up, my, my dad was very, um, heavily focused on that kind of era of hockey. So naturally me and my brothers kind of, uh, fell in love with those players also
0: we've had a question coming from Twitter from Jose Qualvis who asks um, how's DC?
2: I was living in DC for uh, about six months I moved in July um, and I was spending some time there uh, before I moved back to Boston but it it was great it's a beautiful city there's a lot of history Uh, it's very historic so um, I got a chance to to see a lot of things um, a lot of different monuments and a lot of uh, historical sites there in DC and and I loved my time there it was great.
0: You've represented Canada uh, international level at the world women's under 18 championship you lost to the USA in a gold medal game unfortunately but how much fun was that?
2: It was really fun uh any opportunity you have to uh to represent your country um and, and for me wearing the maple leaf um you know I've had a couple of experience at that level and it's pretty cool um you know not many players get to do that and uh, kind of as you get older, um, and you you kind of really get to to uh, the top level or a taste of the top level of you know aspirations to make an Olympic team, um, and, and you see kind of the, the hard work that really uh, it does take to make one of those teams, and and those rosters really at the end of the day only come down to about twenty five players or twenty two twenty two skaters. So um, you know if you're fortunate enough to be one of the um you know shortlisted players um you know there's there's plenty of players that are out there especially now um just to a testament to how deep women's hockey is for players that are playing in europe or in the cwhl nwhl whatever it is um you know it's a testament to to how competitive hockey is now so um any any point in time if you um are lucky enough to wear maple leaf um and you are selected to a roster i mean for me, having um, you know a couple of chances at that was has definitely was an honor.
0: Absolutely, and of course, you you spent a lot of your hockey time playing in Boston, and and that all started back when you played college hockey at Boston University. What do you remember most about your time there, both on and off the ice? Uh,
2: I'd say the experience um, with with my teammates, probably uh, on a day to day basis, um, and, and evidently. Um, kind of your experiences. Like we went to uh, two national championship finals. Uh, we didn't win either of those, but we won three hockey East championships. So um, not so much, maybe just like the the titles of the championships, but a lot of the stuff kind of off the ice um, or on the ice on a day-to-day basis. So at practice, um, kind of the bonds that you make with players. Um, and now to this day, you know, I'm still really good friends with, um, a lot of the girls that that I've played with. Um, and so I think just the uh, camaraderie and the, and the bonding experiences that you have on a day-to-day basis, uh, when you live, uh, breathe, eat, and sleep with uh, the players that you're playing with on a day-to-day basis, um, you know, there's a lot of friendships and, and memories that that come from that.
0: Of course, you're playing in the NWHL at the moment and you were there as part of the inaugural season. How did that opportunity come about and how much did it mean to you to be an NWHL original?
2: It was actually um, a pretty unique kind of uh, situation that happened. Um, I actually was just re- in May, um, I was released from the uh, Canadian National Team Programme. So I was with the senior group. Um, I had just played in in the Nations Cup and um, they were kind of starting to put put together a group for centralization. Um, and I wasn't one of the uh, top 14 defensemen that they were kind of uh, looking for, for this Olympics coming up in the next month. Um, and so I actually thought uh, my hockey career was over. Because um, for me, I just played a season in the CWHL. Mm. Um, and uh, kind of at that point in time, you know, you weren't getting paid at the CWHL level and I kind of thought that was the end of the the the, the run for me uh, playing hockey and I was doing my master's degree uh, at Northeastern as well so um, I kind of just thought I was going to finish my master's and, and get a job and, and kind of move on and maybe coach or, or do something in that aspect but um, I actually was on a email chain that came about um, to that this National Women's Hockey League was going to come about and that they were going to pay the hockey players. Um, and so for me, uh, I, I, myself and and my good friend, Anya Badalino, she plays Mm -hmm. for Connecticut. Um, you know, I was in talks with her and there was open tryouts and we were like, Hey, you know what, let's, let's drive to Connecticut and let's go to the tryouts. Um, so we ended up, uh, taking the weekend, uh, we drove together to Connecticut, um, uh, we uh, were a part of the the skates there, um, and we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into, um, and we kind of had no idea um, where our hockey careers were going. Um, and so, you know, and now it's led to the third year in the league, and, um, you know, kind of looking back now, it's pretty funny how, how that happened, how
0: it came about. Jose Corvis also asked, what's it like being friends with Anya?
2: <laughs> it's been great, uh, Anya and I. Um, we're uh, roommates freshman year at Boston university. Um, so we've known each other for a really long time. Uh, we lived together all four years at BU and, uh, we've been really good friends for the past eight years. Um, so she is a, um, a great friend. Um, and you know, she is a uh, really caring person is passionate about what she does. Um, and, and she's also funny. We have a really, really good time together. And, um, I mean what what you see from her on social media and and what you see from when you meet her with her and talk with her um you know that's one hundred percent genuine she's a really good person, so um you know to have her as as a friend and you know my best friend it's uh pr- pretty pretty lucky to to be uh to be able to have a friend like that and have met her about eight years ago uh It's kind of funny how that happens.
0: We've had the announcement for the NWHL All-Star Weekend um, at the back end of last week, but I wanted to touch on something for yourself. Um, you participated in the All-Star Weekend in Buffalo in the Hardest Shot competition. You decided to wear something a little different when you took your shot. Was it something that you came up with?
1: Um,
2: I uh, The weekend in Buffalo, I ended yeah. up wearing the chicken head <laughs> uh, costume <laughs> for taking the Hardest Shot. And it's really funny because in the men's all-star part shot, um, it was a couple months later, uh, Brent Burns won a, wore a Chewbacca um, a head costume. So um, I'd like to say I set the uh, precedent in uh, that he got the idea from me to wear a, to wear a head costume. Um, but no, it was actually something that just came about. Jamie um, uh, Leonoff, that was our goalie in Connecticut, and I uh, thought it would be funny to do something um, you know, cause those all-star games are, are certainly just, just there to have fun and, and kind of enjoy the moment and put on a show for the fans. So um, her and I ended up going to a costume store. We had the day off in Buffalo and uh, I thought it'd be pretty funny to just wear a chicken head. Um, cause it matched my uh, colors of my Jersey and um, you know, it turned out to be uh, a hard thing to do uh, in terms of trying to shoot the puck. Couldn't really see at all. Um So, <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that helped my um, my chances at winning the hardest shot at all, but uh, it certainly
0: was fun. You've also played for the Riveters and now you're with a prize. You only need to play for the Buttes in the future to play for all founding four teams.
1: <laughs> yep uh, that's the,
2: that's the plan. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I it's kind of funny how it, it's all happened. Um, playing for for a bunch of different teams, you could say I guess I'm the the suitcase of the NWHL, but. Um, and now I've uh, just a couple of opportunities, I guess, have come up and have led me to those different places. So um, I like to think I'll be staying in Boston for for a while now. So uh, I don't I don't know if I don't know if uh, going over to Buffalo to the Cards yet, but um, I guess we'll see. <laughs> Things could change.
0: This is there. Uh, and Jose Carvess asked his final question on Twitter today: What's it like to be playing back in Boston again? Obviously, after playing with the Terriers, the Blades, and, and also during the Women's Winter Classic as well.
1: It's
2: awesome. Um, you know, I have a lot of friends uh, here and certainly do have kind of like a second family. Uh, Anya's parents have been great to me and have allowed me to um, stay with them right now. And um, you know, I, I do have really kind of a home base here and, and just the opportunity to kind of play next door to where I played college and where I came over here at 17, 18 years old. Um, you know, it's been awesome. Boston is such a great sports town and there's a, um, there's a ton of support um, especially for the Boston Pride um, and the, the accolades that they have and being a part of an organization that um, you know has uh, had the opportunity to win the Isabel Cup and um, you know I, I have a lot of uh, friends that I played college hockey with around the area so um, you know I've had a lot of experiences um, and memories here playing hockey in Boston so I kind of feel like I'm back at home. Uh, now and, and really happy to, to be playing and, and have the opportunity to still play in the NWHL. It's been
0: great. One last question before I let you go. Would you rather be featured on an NWHL trading card or in a video game that has the NWHL in it?
2: A uh, video game with the NWHL
0: uh,
2: <laughs> in it. Um, actually, that might be a tough question. Uh, both is actually pretty cool. I grew up, uh, I'm, a, I'm a hockey nerd. Uh, a lot of my teammates could tell you that, um especially my teammates from college. Um so I was a kid that grew up that was obsessed with hockey trading cards. Um uh, me and my brother started a little business. Um <laughs> so I don't know, I think it'd be pretty cool to be featured uh it, on a um any type of hockey card, but um I mean I love to play uh video games too, so any type of um you know, if CNHL or EA Sports ever had the opportunity to throw in uh, the nwhl i mean that would be that'd be pretty cool as long as my ratings were i i'd be happy with it <laughs>
0: <laughs> kaylee i'd like to thank you for joining me today and i'd like to wish you and the team all the best in 2018
2: thank you very much thanks for having me appreciate it
0: excellent stuff from kaylee and that just about wraps up today's episode i'd like to thank cassie and kaylee for joining me on women's hockey digest Every week I'll be joined by players from the NWHL to discuss hockey and much more. But for now, I've been your host Stephen Edwards. You can find me on Twitter at TalkSportSteven. You can find the podcast at WH Digest. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app. All the details have in the episode notes. But until next time, it's a good night from me.